0: Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Your weekly tee box dysfunction is all the way back. (laughs) Alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. For the first time in 14 weeks, we come to you to recap an actual real golf event. But, Caddy, before we take the tee box and talk actual golf, because you and I are such fans, and because of the alma mater connection to Arizona State, I would like the tee box today, and I would like to start the show with happy 50th birthday to one of the great golfers, in characters in the sports history and Phil Mickelson
1: happy birthday dear phil I mean, hey you know what i you know what you the one thing that always will have to be considered when it comes to phil mickelson is that if there was never a tiger woods phil would would have been the global golf property all right, period. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up. Which, by the way,
0: if you want a recount of uh, Phil Mickelson's childhood, just that and the other, there's a great article on uh, ESPN.com uh, by our own Bob Herrick. So be sure to read that. It's a fantastic read. But I'm glad you brought that up because when you look at Phil Mickelson's career, he's going to be judged by a couple of things. One, so many near misses at the U.S. Open. I would say it's probably in the 90 percentile, he's never going to win one. But The one thing that people forget about Phil, he was, and now this era, we see it all the time. He was the king amateur golfer of of, one of them of all time. He was, he won in 1991 while still an amateur at Arizona State, uh, won a tournament in 1991, a PGA tournament in 1991, but he was really the one guy That made amateur golfers stars, and people forget
1: that now. Here's the only, you know what the only thing Phil, other than, of course, the US Open, you know the only thing that Phil never was awarded? Like, awarded, awarded? Amateur Golfer of the Year. Rookie of the Year on the PGA Tour. Rookie of the Year, yeah. He got beat out by Mark Carnival in 1992. I know, which knowing both of them and Mark Calcabecchia. Not Mark yet, Mark Carnival. And that's one thing that Mark always reminds Phil, you know? Hey, man, would you like to come see the Rookie of the Year trophy from 92? But Phil, you know, now, I'm sure there's still a little bit of a sting because, you know, once you throw that needle out there, knowing you never can win it. But, you know, Phil looks at Mark and is always, hey, um... What's the tail number on your plane? Oh, you don't have a plane. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, well, and while you're at it, bring me peanuts on my plane cuz I'm yeah. now you work for me. Would but you if, like the green jacket? <laughs> I, I, I look at Phil's career and you know, we have said it n- numerous times that he he's he's one of the all-time greats for several reasons, but if you look at Phil's career and how he stormed Onto the amateur golf scene in the late 80s, early 90s, and then goes and becomes a star at Arizona State, and then gets on the PGA Tour. And forever, and I'll never forget where I was when we won the Masters in 2004. But forever, Phil was he was that one guy, he kind of took it over from Greg Norman as best player without a major, right? And that was Phil forever. He was an all-time great, but he couldn't win the big one. And then he finally won his master's, and he opened the door to being an all-time great because he started winning major championships. Mm. And now if you look at Phil above anybody who has embraced this next chapter of his career in life, which is dad jokes, social media, fun guy to be around, embraces the young culture, and really has fun with it, I believe
1: Phil is our modern-day Arnold Palmer. I, I, I've been saying this forever, that Tiger and Jack are very similar as far as people look at them in awe. Yep. They are in awe of Tiger and Jack. And people look at Phil like they look at Arnie, where they just love him. And whatever the accomplishments are they Phil's fans love Phil no matter what no matter what and that is something there's something to be said about that there is something but Phil is also he is the guy who is throwing tip money around you know what i mean like like a billionaire he's not a billionaire you know but he right you will not hear you will never hear a locker room attendant or a volunteer you will not hear those people ever say a bad word about Phil it is always glowing and over the top even he takes care of guys in locker rooms even if they don't ever clean his shoes right it's, that's that that's Phil yes that's Phil, just that's yeah and there's a big look let's be honest a lot of people are always out there going, yeah, Phil's a phony. Like, that's oh, not real. Like, it's not. You know, he's not really. And look, I can tell you, as a guy who has known Phil since I was a caddy and nobody knew who I was and from doing XM and all that stuff, Phil on the golf course and off the golf course is not much different. He just isn't that much different as a person. Now, of course... As we know, Phil's never going to curse on camera. That's not, he just isn't going to do it because he, that's not, he doesn't want to ever have, you know, kids watching. what He just, that's not him. That's not, and it never has been. It's never been his thing. Does that mean that because maybe he'll throw a curse word off camera or in a private setting, does that mean like he's a phony and like not genuine I don't find that to be true. You know, well, I mean, here's, here's I'll be the first, first also to say I've, I've met I met corporate Phil. I can I, say, I, yeah, I know corporate Phil and I know personal Phil. But see, they're not that different. Here's where I think you're wrong. I, I,
0: there was an era. Phil was not the most popular player amongst the players. He's still wide, not
1: the most popular. Right. No, 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 no.
0: But in, in peak Phil. There were players that if you talked to, that 100% were Phil's a phony Phil Zafoni. because
1: Behind the curb.
0: Correct. Phil, to the people, was a man of the people. The galleries yes. loved him no matter what. But the players were like, yeah, that's also the same you-know-what that's saying we're playing too slow, going to rules officials, doing this and doing that. And so he was never – whereas where I find funny – and a little bit ironic, is that the man of the people, Phil, was less popular with the players than
1: Darth Vader was in Tiger Woods. It was a completely... Actually, the perfect example of that is, is when him and VJ went toe-to-toe and, and almost got came to blows in, in the lunchroom at the Masters. Phil was a man of the people. VJ was a man of the players more players backed up vj than would back up phil and yes. that was when they were both in their prime more fans loved phil and then fans who got to were fortunate enough to get to play in a pro am with vj would always walk around and go i had no clue that vj was so cool down earth vj was a guy who would always help young golfers on the on the range and whatnot you never saw Phil working with younger PGA tour pros that wasn't but that's not his thing though you know so you know Phil is Phil is has always is a man of the people now as the years have gone yeah. by and the Tuesday games have gotten to be more yes. people have found out and it's become more public and people have kind of gone hey blah 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 this net it's like okay um Phil now is is has become a, more popular with players than he was in peak Phil times. But Phil well, is also the guy who never could get the world number one. But that's what we've talked about as well. I forget. There was a
0: number of the uh, weeks he spent at world number two. I mean, it's obviously because he's in the Tiger Woods era. So he is to golf what Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley are to the NBA. They just weren't going to get there as long as Michael Jordan was around. <laughs> um, but – it goes to that other layer of the conversation that the evolution of Phil has come full circle. I never fault, ever, ever, ever. I've been around pro athletes my entire career because of what I do. I never fault athletes in the heat of competition for being who they are. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've been around Phil a couple of times during tournaments where I've heard him get after marshals and get after people around the tournament and do some things that the public eye didn't get to see. But I never, ever, ever for once thought Phil was an act. Now it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, Arizona state, and all of that. And I know a lot of people around that program and they talk glowingly about the stuff Phil's done for the program, and the money that he and Tim have put into it. Right. Um, that so there's has not been put out there publicly. has not. And so I never once thought of Phil as a quote unquote fraud, but I have seen the side of Phil that other people have talked about where he can be not so nice, but again, I don't fault any pro athlete in the heat of competition for being that way.
1: Yeah. And are we judged on our worst moments? No, no. Unless they happen on camera, right? Unless, Unless they happen on camera and it's, and it's, then it's, you know, but then people will come out of the woodworks and say, normally then people will come out of the woodworks and say, well, that's normal behavior. You don't have that when it comes to Phil Mickelson. Like, he is just – and the funny thing, too, like, I'm I, telling you, getting right. his social media stuff now is showing – also, but this is the other part. People did not get to see the funny side, the really funny side of yeah. Phil, like they're getting to see with him now on social media. Like, you think – people who would be like, you know, it's it's not really Phil. This is nah, not. Yeah. He was a smart aleck. And like this, like the whole, if you really want to see Phil in a nutshell and how he can also take a joke, go look at the second part of what he put out with Larry David. Yeah. Where Larry David makes fun of the fact that he pulled out of the U S open to go to his kids graduation. Right. And Phil like took the hit and loves Larry David. And I'm telling, he showed me that when he only put out the first part of that fireside chat with Phil and he didn't put the other part out with Larry David, he showed me that video and was like, Hey, I'm going to show you something, man. Check this out. And I was howling like, and I'm going, dude, why don't you put that out? And he was like, man, I don't know if people would take it the wrong way. And I was like, dude, you gotta put that out. That is so funny. And so good. And I don't think anyone's going to take that in the wrong way no. because you're not. A fr- and he then did like a couple of days later, he put it out there and it was like it was it was it was really good and funny. And it just shows. I think it shows a side of Phil that that all of us have is that there's no such thing as. You know, there's only two sides to a person. No, everyone is complicated people. Everyone, you know, has different sides of them at different times of day. Like, you know, you could find the nicest, most down-to-earth person in the whole world who's never said anything bad or done anything bad, and you could catch him at the wrong moment, and you're just going to be, you're the person that walks away and go, that person's a jerk. What what an ass. It's right. It could be, you can be the nicest person on the planet,
0: but yes. if for three seconds, you, your guard was down for whatever reason. But here's what Phil, and we'll wrap up Phil's birthday conversation. I think what made him ultimately a man of the people. And I say this all the time when talking about it with, with people back in Arizona, Phil did things and does things on a golf course that we only think about. He was the master of the there's no way that's possible. And it typically had to do with his short game. And so he was the guy that was doing shots that we would all want to try. And it's like, oh, my God. You, he was a magician. And I a,
1: disagree. I'll say he did the shots that we all would try as amateurs, and we could never pull them saying. off. That's we a, made a quad, and he made an eagle or a birdie. Because we would – we would relate with
0: Phil if we were teeing off on one and ended up in the eighth fairway and there was no money involved and he would find a way to make it look brilliant. Whereas we would find a way to a triple bogey and between that and his love of football and betting and he, he he's always just
1: been to the public and really has in his career been one of the guys. And I can honestly say, is still to this day the only professional golfer who I've ever seen get applause coming out of a Portageon. John. Were they Kinda clapping weird. what went on in the Portageon, John or they were just No, they were Phil. just clapping because it was Phil. <clears throat> Phil who was coming out of a Portageon. John. Hey, Phil. And, and even I, of course, had to needle him a little bit. And I was like, what you just said? Oh, were they applauding what you just accomplished? And he's, shut up. <clears throat> which again self deprecating and fun and so yeah, yeah. on behalf
0: of, of Matt McCaddy, happy birthday happy 50th birthday Phil Mickelson here's to uh more years of competitive golf uh for the great lefty Can't okay
1: so he's captain of some teams man that'll be, that'll be good he's for he's going to be a cap, great captain of a lot yes, of teams yes he will he
0: he will be around the sport uh for a long long time yeah um all right so we had a tournament, the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. I have numerous thoughts on this. First thought, Colin Markow is going to be a star. We've known yep. that about him for a while. Agree. Um, I don't have anything against Daniel Berger. I don't like that Daniel Berger won. <laughs> Wait, is it
1: that you don't like That he won, or you don't like how he won? No, I don't like that he won because the leaderboard was so stacked with stars. It's golf. This is what I even said this in a video. I'm struggling to get it out. I didn't, that like, snuck man. Nah, I don't you know about it,
0: snuck. Like we had Spieth, DeChambeau, Rose, Rory, Rory. yeah,
1: you're right.
0: all these people, and then it's Burger. So it was kind of like a look. Long, it's Burger
1: and Morikawa in the playoff. Like I get it. You're not going to be like, and when you when you started the week out, if somebody would have been like, "Yo, see all them big names," it's going to be Colin Morikawa and Daniel Berger in the playoff. You'd yeah, have been was like, a playoff. You would be like, "Yeah, I can go ahead and delete that." <laughs> what I'm recording, I can go ahead and delete that. So the fact that it's like we know Morikow is going to be a star, but you got to get in these positions to become a star. you got to be out there. I readily admit, like, Daniel Berger's a good dude, and I'm happy for him. But it's
0: like when you go into Sunday looking at the leaderboard, I didn't once think, oh, dude, this is going to come down to Daniel Berger and Colin (laughs) Morikow. I would give you
1: I would give you that. Like, welcome, I mean, Hey, welcome to I, golf. I, want, I wanted Harold Varner. Like, for the story, I wanted Absolutely. Varner. Absolutely. And did so, you see on the Corn Ferry Tour, Joseph Bramlett finished second. Mm-hmm. Had a chance at a playoff uh, on the last hole and just couldn't make birdie. Birdied 16-17, but just couldn't birdie 18 to get in the playoff and finish second to Luke List. So where, where do you want
0: to unpack this tournament? Because there's a couple of areas. There's a couple of things I want to take out of the bag.
1: Start the, with the – Start with no fans. Start That's with right. thank you. Start That's with start. start with no fans, and then us being able to hear Brooks Koepka drop an f bomb as Which as amazing. the broadcast started. Which awesome. And by the way, I was right about Brooks still
0: not being ready to play golf yet. He's working some things out. Mm-hmm. We we had touched about that. Like he's just he's 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 working out. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, golf needs fans. No, it don't. Um, Gary Eventually, Woodland. Yes. Gary Woodland said it a couple of times. There were a couple of great shots. Uh, who had the hole in one where he's like, I didn't even know because he couldn't there, see it. There didn't was, he couldn't it see it. There were no roars and there were no nothings. And while right now it was okay because we got a taste of live golf, you need, you need the fans. You, ha- you need them just for the, cause there was so much good golf being played. There was no emotion around
1: it because there was no energy. I I don't agree that there wasn't any emotion around it. There wasn't energy. Well, energy and emotion are two different things. Like, (laughs) can you feel the energy when you watch on TV? No. No. The electricity you feel when you're there. So for the people that are watching on TV, which is the majority of the people... Yeah, but you feel the energy when there's a crowd. If
0: you're there. No, 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 no. If you're at home and it's a tournament and the green is surrounded by patrons and you know Morikawa's got to hit a putt to extend the playoff you feel that because everybody's quiet you because you see the people it's 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 programmed into our DNA that our mind and our eyes see the fans while we're watching it on TV Except- and
1: we just know that it's there except that on the 18th hole where the camera is set up and where it's always set up, even when there's fans there shows the green and the water left of the green. And the last time I checked fans don't stand in the water. So you couldn't see him that is there what... when he missed the putt. And then that putt that he hit on the first playoff hole that he missed from three feet. Again, the zoom in on the player and the putt itself, there are never fans in the background of all that, of that. So that while I, not, understand, uh, I, look, I understand I what you're don't saying. understand how TV works, to you? I do it's understand. Listen, here's, where, here's where I'm going to say you're right. Okay? See? So calm down. Here's right, where I'm so going to say you're right. Let me explain the camera shot thing real quick. CBS made camera angle adjustments to compensate for the fact that there weren't fans. No, they didn't. I on see. eight on the 18th hole where that camera is is set up, it's always set up there. It's, it's always the- behind the green, yes. It's behind the green where the grandstands place are. No, it's, yes. it's right. Listen, it's right of the grandstands. It actually is attached to part of the grandstands. Yes. But to go up there and where it is is straight behind the green. So the look down 18 isn't towards any of the grandstands whatsoever. But there's people around and on the other side of the water. But from where that camera shoots down to... When it looks down at the middle and right part of the green, you see zero people. And, and when it looks up the people. fairway, when it, there's no, you just said everyone gets silent. But well, there are silent people hum? in the
0: background standing in the clubhouse? Anyways, oh, that,
1: where, was, where was I right? Anyway, where here's, here's <laughs> where, exactly. But here's where you are right. But this is also what I like. This is what I like that, that makes my argument as well. That same hole the par 3 13th. That hole played completely different with no grandstands and no fans. Yep. Completely different. I'm sorry. Uh, it's 13. Yeah. 13, 14, 15, 16 is the par 3. Yeah, it's it's 13 because I actually still have a T-shirt from there. So that here's the drama of that hole. That hole also was famous because it was one of the first holes to have the quote-unquote caddy races. Mm-hmm. Caddy races started there before they happened in waste management at Phoenix. That was the first one. It was historic. Correct. And literally there were T-shirts that were sold on that hole talking about the caddy races. I got one. I still have one from when I was a caddy, which actually you heard because there were no fans, you heard the player caddy interaction saying, hey, man, you think these guys are going to race? Where they were. Jordan was talking about Greller racing another caddy. He wasn't even mic'd up. Now, if there are fans there, you don't get to hear that at all. This is behind the curtain and inside, but the hole itself, because normally there are grandstands behind that hole and the whole way around it. The depth perception there for the players was driving them nuts, which is why so many players on Sunday in that final round were flying it over the back of that green, even to a front hole location because your eyes don't let you believe it. And, for the people that have never played a golf course where the grandstands are set up for a PGA Tour event, I'm telling you, it is, as a guy who's played it and caddied it, both ways, it is so much easier for professionals and really good amateurs to play holes that are framed with grandstands because it really helps with depth and yeah. it really makes a difference. The hole's easier because you can only it. focus on what's right there and your mind can't be like, oh, I didn't even see them trees. Look at them things over there. Or here's out of bounds. You don't see any of that when there's grandstands up. No, because it trapped it in. Yes. Yes. So in one sense, the grandstands themselves without the fans there made a big difference. But... The grandstands not being there also changed the way holes were being played, which I love because that threw a different element into what the golfers had to do.
0: Well, and I am with you. I think, I think it was fun to see a PGA tournament without grandstands because they played it. Like the rest of us would play colonial because there was nothing there. And I thought that that was a unique experience. Um, I don't know how long golf – and I know that we know when there's going to be fans coming back at Memorial. I think it's well, like here's 8, the weird 000. thing about that.
1: Here's the thing about that. Remember, the week before Memorial – It was a tournament before. The workday, yeah. The work yeah, we day. we talked the, about that last so week. So I reached out to someone at the tournament. Yeah. And asked, just to clarify, because I remember one of the guys on the broadcast said there were going to be fans – for both of those tournaments, and that turns out not to be true. So the first tournament that's played at Muirfield, the Workday something in something challenge, whatever, yeah. it's called, the Workday tournament will not have fans. But they're also, as far as I understand, are not going to be grandstands. So because they're only allowing eight thousand fans in, and because at, at Memorial. Yeah. On the 18th hole, there was never grandstands anyway, except on the far looking down the hole towards the green on the right-hand side by the scoreboard, they had some up, but the 18th is set in a bowl, as is the 9th. So you don't you never needed grandstands there because people could stand around it and everything was in a bowl. And it was the same there there were grandstands kind of on the 17th, which now won't be there either. Right. So you're going to have fans, but there's still going to be no grandstands. But that's not going to be that much different than what Memorial normally looked like. I think what's going to be different is what happens after Memorial for the tournament yeah. after Memorial, because those things have to be started to be constructed. They should be starting now. Yes. And it goes on six weeks from now. So they need to be, some of those things need to have been erected already and that's what's going to be interesting is to see I, when grandstands are back. I just don't know
0: how long the sport is going to survive without it.
1: Why? Because I just don't, I'm telling you. like, If this is all there is, and I'm, my, here's my question then. If, if this is the only way that we can have professional golf being played, well, I don't think that, but yeah, go ahead. But let's say it is. Let's say that something happens that you know look, from now on, we just we don't know when it, when fans are ever going to be able to come back. Well, it's what something... does that mean? From now on and ever. That's just two separate. Okay, so so let's say from now on at what point at what point do you then say I'm not watching anymore cuz there's no fans? But you see, I When do you get to that point? I see what
0: you're saying, but I don't think – it's here's how I look at things. Okay. I look at things as a complete package. I don't look at it as one or the other. So for a couple of weeks, I'm going to be okay just turning on golf. But if we're being honest with each other – Golf notoriously doesn't rate well, and it's not the most spectator friendly sport on TV. So take out any semblance of crowd and energy that would come with having fans. Now take that away, and it's not as appetizing of an entree as it would be because the one thing that
1: spices it up a little bit has been taken away. I would argue the opposite that it is, golf is much more. Spectator friendly on TV than it is in person, because in person you can only see one oh, 2 no, no, no,
0: year Yes, you're right. Like I would much rather watch Sunday at the Masters on TV because I don't want to be walking around the course wondering what's okay, going. Okay, so if Sunday at the Masters
1: that, is on TV and there's no fans. It well, the Masters is a bad example because it's the Masters. But what I'm saying is that
0: when you look, like golf doesn't rate well. It just doesn't. Right. That those those are the facts. Golf TV doesn't rate well understand it's a niche sport i understand and because Because like what it is
1: to watch on tv no i think more of just because of what you were talking about what happened this past week because because it's not a team sport in a team sport we'll use football in a team sport if the quarterback is not having a great day your team can still win right in golf you got one guy so if somebody like John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. You you name the big name guys. When those guys go into a Sunday and like, hey, man, everybody's in contention. And at the end, you were like Daniel Berger and Colin Morikawa. Hey, did you watch? Nah, I turned it off. My guy was out of it. That's why that's part of the difficulty that golf has is that there's one guy. And if he only plays good for a day or two people you're not going to keep watching unless you're all in on the sport which fringe fans not all in on the sport that's just a fact and and I agree with you there now
0: what would what do you think unless you already know what would your guess be for how many viewers tuned in Sunday
1: oh man how I, I have no couple million like three, let's just under yeah. three million. Something yeah, like right that. at it was right at three million. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, it was right Which at for, for that tournament. That's that's a huge jump, especially for a tournament that had not had a crazy spectacular field. So, lately. for
0: reference,
1: uh, NASCAR
0: got two point seven seven five million. I would I would love to compare it to more sports, but there aren't any sports going on, so I can't.
1: Correct. Um Maybe we can lure some baseball fans over to golf. Now, that's, I, I will listen. tell you, 90-day
0: fiancé, outrated golf.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh. It says a lot about our country, but yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, I had a big discussion about that. My mom loves that show. Yeah,
0: Kepka. Brooks Kepka
1: loves that show. Oh, Really? Yes. Uh, meet the
0: press, outrated golf, which isn't surprising right now. That's a
1: Sunday morning show,
0: though. Good morning, America. So, look, I mean, I, I am ecstatic that the sport is back. I love that we're seeing players playing events. Like, I can promise you right now, Town has zero chance of having this field if not for
1: coronavirus. Yes. Because no one goes to Town after the Masters. You want to know why the tour also – has some kind of horseshoe stuck somewhere, which is, I looked at the forecast for this week in Hilton Head. And it's 20, ugly. no 20% chance of rain for the week, at least yesterday. No, this time of year in Hilton Head, though, is swampy. That's what I'm saying. But listen, the fact that this tournament is not, right now, knock on wood, there's no rain in the forecast for this time of year there, so they're not going to have to show True. the protocol with the players and caddies doing the umbrella thing. I mean, that's the other thing that's still out there is how many times, how about this? How about during the out for Eagle, originally they put online the dudes high-fiving, and then magically they edited that part out because they got, you know, called out. Yeah, but if they were all negative, what's it matter? Well, this is, but that it does, it does matter in the thing because it's still, it's a perception that's out there. And even if it's a one in 10,000% chance of a risk, you understand as the PGA tour, how that looks, where you don't yeah, want to,
0: by the way, congratulations on the tour for having an awesome first event. Oh yes. negative Like before we get too far in the weeds, like awesome, awesome job by them of how that was
1: handled look the tour is trying to do everything right and they deserve all the praise in the world because they're really they're doing everything that they can to get it right because they understand how important this is to get it right you know and i've talked to plenty of people on all this on all sides of it because you know it's when it comes down to it the guys who are playing are they're they're people and it's just like what we're seeing in our country. There are people who are like, Look, man, anytime I go out, I gotta wear a mask. I got plenty right. of hand sanitizer with me. And there are other people that you go out and you're like, not even not even wearing a mask, huh? Just you gonna sit there oh, so and put your arm around your friends and all that stuff. No Uh-uh. I'm not look, I'm not I don't do that. Like, I'm not because when I go out to eat, there are some I can't I'll be the first to admit there are times that I have jetted out of my house and <laughs> as soon as I'm around the corner and in a place where I don't want to turn around, I realize that I don't have a mask with me. And so <laughs> I've run into it. I'll pull up to a store and my MO is always the same. I pull up and I sit in my car and I just watch the door and let me see how many people got masks on and how many people don't have masks on. What a creep. A little bit Creepy. But also a little bit like, I don't want to shame anybody else and I don't want to be shamed either. And it all depends on where, like if I'm going if I'm going somewhere where I see a lot of kids, I'm not going in. I'm just without not going your in. Without your yeah, match. without a mask, right. without a mask. Let me ask so, you this.
0: Because
1: uh, then I want to do some recapping here. With so seeing else. the guys high-fiving and seeing the guys like on the end fist bumping and stuff. And I mean, there were caddies who wouldn't clean the flag stick or to clean the rake and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, all right, man. Come on, dude. Not even trying. Like fake it. Uh, fake it if you don't believe it. But there were plenty of guys that were good. Where do
0: you stand on people who like jog with a mask on or driving
1: their car with a mask on? The the in the car thing, I don't get. If you're driving a car with the mask on, just don't come outside.
0: That's what I tell my wife. I'm like, if they're drive, if you got a mask on while you're driving,
1: just stay home. I don't know if you notice if you're one of those people, but the air conditioner actually has a setting when you hit max that actually recycles the air that's already in there. So you're only breathing in your air. So I see that that
0: quite a bit. I just like, Oh, all right. So let's, um, let's recap our picks and then make picks this week. All right. So
1: why, of course you want to recap and look, I'll give you credit (laughs) that your feature group beat my feature group. (laughs) Smack them. Well, because of Sunday. Wow. My guys on Sunday, Rory threw up on his shoes. Rory did a Rory where he had three really good rounds, and then one round it was uh, Which the only, was Sunday. The only guy that you had that you actually picked that wasn't in the
0: feature group that we just straight up picked, the only guy you had in the top ten was Patrick Reed. Okay. Which is good. Okay. I had DeChambeau, 14 under, finished third. And I had Speeth, who I picked to win, uh, finished 10th at 11-under. But
1: I liked your Patrick. All Leach. right. That came up. You should stretch awesome. out before you start patting yourself that hard on the back, man. You need okay. to stretch. I'm just saying. Maybe well, you I'm- should use the Theragun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which I have been, by the way. I got some back. Me backing. too. <laughs> All right. So our sleepers. My sleeper, Zach Johnson, the 4-under, tied for 43. Your sleeper, Matt Kuchar, I believe, missed the cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And who was? Well, I've got mine coming. Who was your horse? Um, and horse is our pick amongst the favorites. I don't remember. Well done. I don't remember. I had Ricky Fowler. I think all of my guys were in the barn of
1: making the cut. No, Fowler didn't make the cut. Fowler didn't make the cut? Ah. Uh, uh, that's right. So my horse. Because no, he was mic'd cut. up. That's what I'm saying. That we both had a guy. So my guy, uh Brooks missed the uh one of my guys from the feature group missed the cut, and one of your guys from the feature group missed the cut. Because you had JT and JT Jordan and Ricky, right? And Ricky missed the cut. And then I had Rom, Rory, yeah. And uh yeah, and Brooks and my one of my boys missed the cut. So yeah, Rom missed the cut. And so it was like, yeah. All right. So
0: we're gonna keep track. We could have Taylor, producer Taylor keep track of this, or we can we can keep a note of it.
1: Yeah, because need- once my guys start playing bad, I uh I block them from my memory bank. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I delete them.
0: <laughs> or so we them- need. I don't delete
1: them. I just put them on mute. <laughs> All right. So here's
0: the format of Maddie and the Caddy predictions every week. We're gonna go. We're gonna go winner. Okay. We're gonna go sleeper. Okay. And we're gonna go horse and horse is the guy amongst the favorites okay does that make sense so we're going top flight guy
1: okay so three picks all right so what I, I i got five guys highlighted for this week what i, I we do throughout the season so i'm gonna write i'm gonna write this so down. look i got an idea why don't we do the, this yeah. so let's do those three but you remember last week we did a draft kings pick we did So I think DraftKings, we can pick, what, five guys, right? Because that's why – so that's what I did. I highlighted five dudes for this week's DraftKings. Who did you pick to win? Who was your winner winner at Colonial? He Reed.
0: Was that who you picked to win?
1: Yeah. Remember, because I I did a combo of my horse and my winner. I had Reed to win because, remember, I was saying no one talks about him. And when no one talks about him is when he starts showing up and then – He's going to play good. And then and I look, think, I, I was spoke your, to somebody on his team. I don't think team. he was your horse either. I don't think he was your horse.
0: I don't think you're understanding horse. Oh, okay. Which, <laughs> by the way, congratulations. Your winner finished higher than mine.
1: So win, yeah. win, win for you. All right. You're going to freak when you see my winner this week. You're going right. to
0: be like, what? All right, so because your winner... Patrick Reed finished at 13-under, and Spieth finished at 11-under. Sir, the tee box
1: is yours for the winner this week. All right. I I would say, are you sitting down? But I know you're sitting down. Um, This is a guy who's probably not on anybody's radar at all and who we could probably get great odds on as well.
0: Oh, I Um, love it.
1: Ready? Yep. JT Poston. Wow. Yes. Okay. JT Poston, who, um, people probably forget, um, last year, he made the cut on the number. He led the field in scrambling, which around that golf course, is huge. Mm-hmm. He was 23 out of 26, and on the weekend last year, shot 66-67. I like it. So, also, if you look closely at the leaderboard from last week, do you know where he finished? Where? T 10 mm. So... He is coming into the week playing relatively well. Guess where he was born? South Carolina. Well, Hickory, North Carolina, but close enough. In the region. In the region. So he knows how to play in those low country. Yes. Very tight, you know, shot makers golf course. You know, this. Year his scoring average is 70 uh 70.5 we'll call we'll just round up and call it 70.5 it's 70.496 but um he uh is 50th on the FedEx Cup rank right now and is just one of those guys who I like in Hilton head there are are times when guys like him do what the Dan, what Daniel Berger did. Yeah, and at the end you go, wait, Daniel Berger? Daniel Berger won. What? So he's got unlike Daniel Berger, who now has three wins on his re- resume. Uh, JT has one PGA Tour victory on his resume. So um, JT Poston is my pick to win.
0: Okay, I am going with Tony Finau.
1: What? Finau's going to win. Where is where – okay, you, you're going to have to tell me why. Finau's a guy that he's
0: – for me, when he's playing well, he just finds a way to be in good spots on the course, in good spots on this course at RBC Heritage is big at Town. You've got to be in the right spot at the right time, and Finau can do that. Also, he had a great run at this tournament last year. Fina played well at this place last year. Seems like he's one of those guys that likes the course. Okay. I think Fina. I want to say he finished top.
1: I think he finished second, didn't he? Um, let's have a look. I yeah, I, I remember he finished high. Um, I thought he finished second. He did yeah. not finish second last year here at RBC Heritage. He did not. No. Who did? No. Well, one of my horses. One of my horses or my horse finished second last year, solo second, and is the but well, first I w I wanna I just wanna hang on a second. I want I don't even know if Final's in the field. Hang on. Yeah, so no, he uh yeah, he's, he's in the field. He's, the he's field. in the field, but he was not in the good. field last year. Not, he wasn't? He was not in the field last year. No, coming off the Masters I don't think he would have been. Yeah, he was not in the field that he's so easy. So he I'm isn't... really
0: I am really butchering this pick. So you, yeah Yes. Fina, yeah. You know, I gotta ride
1: with out now. No, well you don't have to, like I'm no, you know more than I, you in. know I'm, I'm part Irish. If you want to throw a mulligan in there, I'll give Bro, you, you, you ride KT with with poston. I think we're good. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, so you got FENA as your winner. So then, I'm a, since since now your phenol research has come up as being dumpster
0: fire. I
1: <laughs> in fact did awful
0: research. This is the biggest bogey of all time. I so thought who's your horse. Of, my horse is Hideki Matsuyama. What? What? My horse is Hideki Matsuyama. Why? Because when he is striking the ball, he's one of the best ball strikers on the planet, and I think he's going to show up and play this week. But I think
1: I thought the long saying was horse for the course. No, uh, I have another guy who this didn't even. You. Okay, that's fine. Just a horse is. You got a horse as one of the favorites. Yes. Why he would be a favorite? In maybe in is he a favorite for gambling? Because he's not going to be. He didn't play last year. He's a long ball hitter who likes to hit it high, which is completely wrong for a tree <laughs> light type golf course. So I'm 0 for
0: a, 2. This you're 0 for 2. Gene and Actually, Perfect. I would like, I will take Are my you trying to give me now. a win? <laughs> I'll take my mulligan for Mattiama. Can I use Mattyama Matt as my sleeper then? Okay, yes. Mattiama will be my sleeper. My horse will be
1: Xander Schauffler. Okay. Xander, I'll give you Xander Shafley then as a horse for one of the top guys out there. All right, so here's my horse. My horse is the third leading money winner at this tournament alone all by himself. He's the only two guys in front of him. One guy is over 50 now, who's also playing, Jim Furyk. And one guy has been struggling and is in the field on just the... No, he's 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 in the field but probably as, I think, well, I don't know if he's a past champion or whatever. Anyway, he's in the field and he hasn't been playing great. That's Luke Donald. So Jim Furyk I like Luke Donald, Donald. Jim Furyk and Luke Donald are number one and number two. So those guys being number one and number two on the all-time money list at this tournament tells you something. All you right. know who's number three? Who? And is my horse? Give me Matt Kuchar. All I right. don't even care how he played last week. Matt Kuchar It. In at Harbortown Golf Links is like Jordan Spieth at Colonial. It doesn't matter how he was playing before. Because when you get to this place, which, oh yeah, is also close to home for him, Sea Island, Georgia, <laughs> Matt Coocher is the guy who just goes, well, I don't have to do anything ridiculous here. I can just punch it here, punch so it here. So Kuchar is and- your horse. Yes. And who's your sleeper? Ready. Now my sleeper, again, sleeper for me is Give me a off the wall who? What in the world? That's Harry Higgs.
0: Uh, your off the wall who was your winner? But I like Harry Higgs. All right.
1: No, my n- no, my off the wall winner is not a guy who actually played himself into a a top finish, top seven finish last year. I legit believe that
0: I had some like Trojan horse on my computer with Tony Finau. You must have, man. Like I'm I
1: said, I thought Russian oh,
0: sh- golf troll got you, man. <laughs> I can't believe you know what? He's gonna win. Watch.
1: No, he ain't. He ain't winning. Another one who his normal shot is a very high ball. He does play a high ball. Yes. Yeah, so you pick two guys, him and Matsuyama. Two of the highest ball strikers on tour. Like, yeah. I, know, like,
0: I I had some old school Trojan get into my Mac laptop.
1: Your Mac did not wear a Trojan, which is probably I, why it got a virus. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to stay with it now, though. I have to stay with it. I look, man, I, I'm I was willing to give you the mulligan on that one. If and no, if you want to I'm put in. Matsuyama, okay, I'm All going to right. Alexander Hideki. All right, I'm gonna give you my Draft Kings. Here was my five for the Draft yeah, Kings, right? It, I won money
0: in DraftKings Kings last week.
1: Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: It was the one you had nothing to do with. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> right, do your DraftKings.
1: All right, so my DraftKings, and this is where I think the value is gonna where we win a million dollars. Okay, oh, so. I'll start from the back end. I'm going to go Brant Snedeker, Sounds Webb Simpson, like <laughs> Matt Coocher, JT Poston, and Harry Higgs. Those, That's the DraftKings. Are you sure that you're under the salary cap? I I, I don't know. I don't do DraftKings. I don't. Whatever. Well, then I mean,
0: you can't have a DraftKings team if it doesn't fit the salary cap. Right? I'm
1: picking five guys, give, and I'm give, figuring Harry Higgs give me, is
0: 30 give bucks. Me those, Like, give, Alex, those, give me those players again. I'll enter this lineup. Do it again.
1: Okay. It's uh, Brant Snedeker. I'm going to let me go Higgs. Yep. Sned. All yep. right. Who else? Uh,
0: JT Poston. Poston. Okay. Hang on. Let me add him to the lineup. I'm doing this in, in, in honor of – and for the patrons. All right. Who else? Webb Simpson. Love the web pick. He was going to be in my roster. Go ahead.
1: And Matt Kucher. Kucher. All right. You get one more pick. Oh, see, I got six. Yeah. How much cash I got? Who
0: we, have, I... ten, we have ten thousand eight hundred to spend, so we can get DeShambo. Look at That's... that.
1: I got look at now you were saying could I afford it? Right. <laughs> I got, my my bargain basement five was rolling. <laughs> so who do you want? DeChambeau,
0: Rom, or Shoffley? Shawfley. All right. I am submitting this lineup. All right. I'll give you my DraftKings. But you did
1: get some good bargain basement. I'm proud of you. Look at you saving money. I got skills. I, I love TJ Maxx. It's one of my favorite places if I got to shout. TJ Maxx is my spot, yo. Anybody who sees you dressed is not surprised. Whatever. my I dress to the nines, bruh. <laughs> Only because William Murray sends me a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, I got to gotta get a okay. new fight. So I'm going to go Stuart Sink, 6100 mm. bucks. Yep, in on a sponsor's invitation. Those guys tend to do well. And he also, Stuart Sink, speaking of, is number six in all-time money winners at this event. Yeah, regionally, it's comfortable for him. Well, he's a barbecue dude who lives there, so... Cameron Tringali. Sixty four hundred.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna bargain basement you right out of the basement.
1: <laughs> Actually all you're doing is digging deeper. Keith Mitchell. So now that is a smart pick right there. Tringali. Tringali did not play last year. All right, so now I can start affording a little bit
0: of money. Matthew Wolfe. Still only sixty nine hundred. Hmm. So now I can go top heavy. I'm going to go Rory and Justin Thomas. Let's see if I can spend. You know what? I'm going to put Tringali's out. Matt Kuchar's in. No, you know what? No, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to double up on anything you did. Tony Finau's in. So Finau. Okay, Bye. Oh, line Wait, say that again. Okay, hold on, go slow. Alright, I
1: have my cheapest guy, Stuart yep. Sink, sixty one hundred. Stuart Sink played last year and number six on the money list at that event. Okay, that's one at sixty five hundred.
0: Keith Mitchell.
1: Keith Mitchell played last year, um, missed the cut, but lives at Sea Island in the area. Southern and boy, yeah. Southern you. boy who plays, he plays a bunch of golf in that area, just did not have success there last year. 6,900, Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf did not play there last year, and I don't think has ever played at that tournament. Awesome. Lines so you well. got one guy so far who's got any history at this tor- course.
0: Tony Finau, 8,200.
1: You already been through him. Perfect. Money well. You want to just send me some cash? Justin Thomas. Yeah, another one. Did not play last year. And I don't know that he's... Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, so... All I'm doing right now is hitting the submit button on my million-dollar payday. Knock
1: yourself out. You got one... (laughs) You got two guys in your lineup that have played... One of them is only in because of a sponsor's invitation and no. couldn't get in on his own number. Yeah, and the other yeah. guy has played there and missed the cut last year and last, didn't didn't miss the cut by like one. one. <laughs> he he missed the cut by a minute. So, <laughs>
0: God, okay, so now we have all kinds of side action going.
1: We've got oh. we got our three
0: bets: the horse, the sleeper, and the pick. The winner. And then we have both of our DraftKings teams. All right, yeah, we've got that's,
1: all the degenerate. Like all audience. the bases are covered. What do you? Let me ask you this. Yeah, what are you looking? Are you looking for anything? Love different. Race that's races. different. That's different this week than what was last week.
0: No, because everybody's got uh, production-wise, golf-wise, everything. Everybody's, everybody's got you know. Most people have a tournament under their belt. Um I think the players will be more comfortable with the situation. Uh, no, I look, I think once they got the first one out of the way, I think you're going to start seeing autopilot from uh, PGA protocol, player protocol, broadcast protocol, and I think it's going to go pretty well.
1: I also, though, believe because now guys got that first one under their belt, you're going to see more guys high-fiving, fist-bumping, elbow-tapping, like doing all that kind of stuff, which – I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't, I'm fine with it. I am honestly fine with the fact if these guys, you know, in the heat of the moment, if they do something spectacular and there's no fans there and guys high five with their caddy or yeah. like that's, it's going to happen. And yes, there's a risk to it. But I want to reiterate one more time. What the tour is doing to try and keep everyone safe is Awesome. And I'm, and I mean that in a really good way. A phenomenal it's, job by that. Yeah, there's, they're doing everything that they can. You're not going to be able to protect everyone a hundred percent. It just, it's not possible. No matter what, no matter what, you can't. It's not possible to, to get it a hundred percent. But this is better than what I had hoped for. The one thing that I want to see, that I thought was cool, what I want to see more of. Let me see more microphones. You know the microphone that they had on the driving range and they had another one in between 9 and 10 where guys, as they were walking, one on the driving range could just stand by the mic, look in the camera and say whatever they wanted to say. And they put one right by 10 T. I want a couple more of those around the course. Yes. I want one. I would love to have one right before they get to the 15. T. I want to see another one at the turn. And I want to see another one right before they play 15 like coming off of 14 green. Because I, I want to see, and I want there to be, listen, and here's the, here's the caveat. There is, that's a safe space. If you drop F-bombs, if you're frustrated, if you need to vent, or if you're just want to say what's up, there is no, I don't want there to be any repercussions for anything that's said at those Microphones. I want there to be an understanding that this is a safe spot where you can just let it out. If you need to let it out, I agree, put it out there. And so people can be like, man, this is awesome. That behind the curtain of what you're feeling, what you're going through throughout the week, that right there would be awesome. It just has to be understood that there's going to be every now and then a guy's going to stand up there and you might not like what he says, or they're going to bleep a whole bunch of stuff out. But so what? Like, that's fine. That's what, honest conversation is
0: but you would agree though i do like the microphones and the access because i think that's the one thing
1: golf is golf is that sport that by not having fans i don't understand why they're like you know we got to mic guys up for what you don't have to mic them up if you're walking next to a group with that little fuzzy boom mic you're hearing everything i agree Hear everything you don't have to leave guys alone you don't mic them up when the fans are out Right, I got sports center. I'm not right, right, hey, I'm going. Conference. I'm driving to Hilton Head. I'm actually going up there right now. How are you? I'm not covering the course. I'm not covering the tournament, but I'm going up there to do my show with Pat Perez because I ain't. I ain't sitting home no more. And I'll I'll, I'll drive right. with a mask on. I don't care. I'm going. Good for you. Hey, <laughs> listen. Make sure makes your
0: female knows he's got a Tuesday appointment <laughs> with us next week. As the winner of the tournament. <laughs>
1: I think now, <laughs> right now is looking for his yeah. golf amongst the trees. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I can't wait for <laughs> out to win for the caddy. Michael <laughs> Collins. I am Maddie. Drive careful. We'll see everybody next week here on Maddie and the Caddy.
1: Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.